Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 92 the Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this uh, 30th day yeah. of July. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning to you folks in Latonia. Of Latonia. Latonia. Oh, Bulldogs. Latonia. Out there in the camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That video's still going, ain't it? It's still going, man. It's still going. <laughs> that. That's wild. So, um, Sam told me where he's going later on today. And he's going to have the pleasure of going out to. It's pronounced differently. I call it trialist. It but took me forever to get out of this place. I'm, I'm still driving, man. Yeah, he's still going. It's, the, it's amazing. The studio out in Fayetteville. Yeah. The, it just, it's, it was, what they call Rainforest or something? Was it Rain? What did they call something else before? They changed No, the they built that joint out there. I mean, it might have been a smaller production house, but that place is massive. And they're building others on that same scale. Okay. Um, and there are apartments that are being built out there. This is over near, a hospital. And, and, and I always make markers of where high schools are. This is near Sandy Creek High School. Okay. It's okay. also down by Rick, uh, Rick Ross's, too. Yeah. Right down the street there. And not far from Evander's. But you're, you're going out there, and it's literally like pulling into Disney World. In that, you know, you get to the Disney World property, and once you go through the main gate, you got to drive through all kinds of stuff where you get yeah. to the park and all that. I just showed Sam when I went out there and shot, um, I forgot what it was I was shooting. But anyway, I started the, I'd been out there for a couple projects. And so this particular one, the last time I was there, I filmed myself leaving. Just not myself, the the drive through, weaving through. through. And how long did you watch that video for? Oh, my goodness. It was like literally two. About two minutes. Two and a half minutes. Leaving to drive through past all the sound stages. I think they got 15 plus out there. Okay, seven forty-seven hangers. So <laughs> they are they are they are mammoth. They are mammoth. So you, I I, I got to go out there later on today. I've been invited uh, to be a, I think a panelist or an awards presenter. Really? Uh, for this um, the, the National Academy of uh, Television Arts and Sciences, of course, Southeast. These are the folks who do the regional Emmys, mm-hmm. and they're doing this for student production awards. So these are going to be the young folks. They've done some things. So I guess that's why they have them in that setting. And uh, I've been invited to uh, go out and be a presenter. So, I'm oh, presenter, not the host. No, not the host. I was going to say because you ain't in TV no more. Well, mm-hmm. you are kind of, yeah, sort of, yeah, not like yeah, you used to be, yeah, though. Yeah, but but I'm not um, not 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 a a host, but I'm going to be a presenter. 
All right. Coming up, we are going to talk to uh, Dave Hunter, the uh, director of Corky Kell. Of course, this is just, you know, this is the gold standard as far as getting things started for um, high school football. And we will be talking about that first game, but also some of the history of Corky Kell and how they came up with this. This is There's a story behind that. So we're going to talk to, uh, hopefully, Dave about that. We've got Eric's role coming up later on in the show. And as we sit here on this 30th day of July, say happy birthday to a couple people. And okay. do you know the name Joe Nuxall? Yes. For those of you who don't know, Joe Nuxall holds the title of the youngest person to ever play Major League Baseball. Played for Cincinnati, I think. Mm-hmm. 15 years old. And then after that, I think he was on the uh, radio broadcast crew for many, many Yeah, he was, yeah. Broadcaster mm-hmm. for all of that stuff. Right. Um, and also, C.T. Vivian. Okay. If you don't know, oh look it goodness, up. Man. You should know. But if you don't know C.T. Vivian. Awesome, awesome. And someone that we lost during the time of this, uh, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, just one of the giants of the movement. I know that Ramona DeBro's husband uh, did a project with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is, but I do know that he he did one. And before we end the show here, if I can find that information out, I will pass it on to you guys. Yes. Um, also, we got to tell you what's happening on the Odyssey app. But um, I'm going to pass things over to you. Let us know what's going on here locally. Uh, just a few blocks away over at Atlantic Station, they're getting set for the semifinals of the uh, Atlanta, Open, uh, Atlanta Open Tennis Championships uh, ATP 250 event uh, that has gone on, and they've managed to keep it on schedule. I mean, you've had some rain it hasn't been as bad as it has been in some years. Um, so there was a little delay yesterday for a time. Um, but the most has just been the heat. And, uh, you know, this, this tournament took some hits before it even got started. There's some guys that we were looking to see come to play that decided they weren't going to play this week or had some injuries or some things left over from Wimbledon. They wanted to give themselves some more time to recover before coming for the U.S. Open. So Cam Norrie, uh, who's a semifinalist at Wimbledon, uh, was supposed to be the number one seed. Did not show up. Andy Murray had something uh, that was bothering him from playing up at Newport last week. So he did not show. That was a great disappointment because a lot of people want to see uh, Murray play. It never played here in Atlanta before. But as this, as the week goes along, um, you know, Nick Curios has something that's aggravated. So he backs out of singles. He remains in doubles. But that was a disappointment not to get him play, uh, get to see him get to play, play singles. And then Riley Opelka, who became the number one seed when Cam Norrie had to withdraw, he did not play his match, uh, singles match. So that's a number of hits that the tournament took for some players that people were expecting to see. But still, it has been outstanding tennis, and um, youth has been served. We, we, saw the, um, we saw the college players come in and get wins, and that was a lot of fun this week uh, to see uh, so Andres Martin from Georgia Tech uh, get a win in his singles match. And these are guys who come in, out of college and they're thrown out there against uh, veterans, people who played the tour, for some time, and, and they go out there and they they, they fight and scrap and uh, prepare themselves. And that's kind of neat to see. And also Ben Shelton, uh, whose father, Brian Shelton, was the uh, women's coach here at Georgia. He was born here in Atlanta when his dad was a women's coach over at Georgia Tech and won the national championship. Uh, Brian Shelton is now the men's coach at Florida, and his, you know, his son is the top player on that team. And I guess the thing they got to figure out about this guy is if he's going to go back to Florida to play more college tennis or if he's going to – you know, step out on the tour because he won his first ATP tour match, fittingly enough, in Atlanta and just blocks away from where he kind of grew up uh, while his dad was coaching over at Georgia Tech. Of course, the second round match, he got to face John Isner, which got to be a little bit of fun. They came out and played the Florida fight song for Ben, of course, the Georgia fight song for 
for, for, for John Isner, which they usually do when he comes to play here. And uh, Isner was able to win that three-set match. It was it was a toaster oven. And this is at night. This is at night. And, and these guys are, like, throwing, you know, just throwing haymakers. Of course, Isner with the serve, he's, he's cracking them at about a buck 26, buck 27. Uh, <laughs> if you could see it, you could hit it. Um, but Shelton didn't back down, and they played three sets. Isner wins that one, but man, last night if you heard something go boom, that was that was that was John sixteen John Isner falling, uh, the six time champion taken out by Jensen Brooksby in three sets yesterday. So John, that would not be a seventh um, Atlanta Open title for Isner. He is out uh, of this tournament. Brooksby moves on. Alex Deminar, who's won here before, won in three sets, and he is in the semifinals. We'll see that Ilya Iveska uh, over Tommy Paul, um, American who's been playing quite well. Uh, so he moves on to the semifinals as well as Francis Tiafo uh, of the United States. So those are your four semifinalists uh, for the tournament. Um, for the draw coming up, with well, the schedule coming up for today, um, at noon you got doubles going on. You got Atlanta's own Christopher Eubanks and Mackenzie McDonald playing in doubles at 12 noon. Not before 3 o'clock, the first single semifinal goes off. And then tonight, uh, and, and under the lights, you're going to get to see Francis Tiafo at 7 o'clock and Jensen Brixby. That's one of the semifinals. A double semifinals, uh, Nick Kyrgios um, is going to be playing there against Rajiv Brown and Jack Sock. Uh, so that's going to be a pretty good doubles match to, to top things off tonight. So if the weather, you know, the rain stays away, it'll be great tennis over at Atlantic Station uh, tonight. No, no, no fans, no air conditioning blowing down on the folks. No, like the people that are watching you know are comfortable. There, certain, they're, they're, you know, you got some boxes now where some people are in with a little. That's with different. Some AC yeah, now. you know that. You got, and then you got a certain section up where there's like little misters, the little mist is, is sprinkling over some folks. They kind of, kind of keeping you cool, but but the most folks, man, it's it's a little toasty. You got, <laughs> you you got to be a tennis fan. You got to be a tennis fan, or, or just for for the happening. I mean. There are a lot of people who showed up for the two nights of cocoa. We had two nights of cocoa uh, last Sunday night and then, you know, last uh, Monday night. I think, you know, I won't say people that showed up weren't tennis fans, but a lot of people have heard about her and they want to see her. And she did just what the tournament organizers hoped would do. They sold every ticket they could print. Yep. You know, she showed up. And it was great to be out there on the Sunday night, the first match, and see a lot of people um, who obviously knew the family and knew her parents. And everybody was a lot of hugging and neck hugging and handshaking <laughs> because they haven't been in town. Right. They haven't been here. They've been on this journey with this young lady, with this a girl, and they've been so focused on that. They've not had a chance to come back to Atlanta to just reconnect with, with old friends and and, and go to Six Flags, right? You know, and that's what she did last week. She did with any <laughs> Atlanta teenager. She went out to Six Flags, had a good time, but a really cool moment. Um, during her match, she and Taylor Townsend, who both have ties to this area, grew up around here, uh, they let a couple of ball kids, a couple of, couple of young girls, come out on the court with them, and they played a few points of, of doubles. Oh, that's nice. What a moment. Yeah. What a moment for them to be out on the court with them and share with them, and it seemed like they had a really good time uh, doing that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see a, a young, um, young athlete that a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on to be what's next right. for American tennis. She's got a lot of... She, this week, she seemed just to me just to be a teenager, having fun, playing tennis. Uh, she hung around a couple of days afterwards. I saw she and her mom just over in Atlantic Station. She just going, I don't know, if you're going to a movie or whatever. But I mean, it was good to see her just have fun. 
because you know, you know, it's things, as he leaves here, things get a little serious. You're going to go to Canadian Open, you're yeah. going to go to Cincinnati, and then you're going to go to New York. So it was cool to see her get out and play and do her thing. Can I ask you a question? Have yeah. you ever, did, I don't know if you've ever told me this, did you ever have that happen to you when you were a young kid run into an athlete someplace or somebody famous and they connected with you, whether it was just a brief conversation in a restaurant or at the airport or bus, wherever? Did you ever have that happen? Eric, you too. I want to jump in there. Did you, and I'm talking like pre, you know, 15 years old, you know, young teenager, 10 years old. Did you ever run into somebody with your parents and, and, and they took a took the time to give you a moment of their time? If I can pass that age up to about 17, yes. Who was that? Dan Glover. Ran into Dan Glover. Uh, yeah. Just outside the airport. Stopped my parents, stopped us, to wanted to find out in Baltimore where he could get some soul food. He was like, he was like <laughs> I can remember him saying, he said, I want some, he, he's like, I want some collard greens, I want some cornbread, <laughs> and uh, we gave him a couple places he could go. But he was in town for the jazz festival, and I had never heard of him. He said, yeah, I'm waiting for Rochelle Farrell. Ooh. Okay. And Ooh. while I'm waiting for her, I want wow. to find I want to find a place to, oh to eat. Goodness. You know what my dad did? He picked up the phone and called his mother. You cooking today? <laughs> 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 if you are, I got a guest for dinner. <laughs> and she was like, no, I ain't cooking nothing. He was like, okay, no problem. <laughs> Danny Glover. Okay. Danny Glover, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I got I got a negative story about that dude, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rain on your parade. Sam, you didn't have nobody? Um, as kid, uh, I realized Birmingham. You didn't. Yeah, you know, you know a lot of people ran. They ran. People weren't beating down the door to get over there. It is nice though when it happened because you talking about Coco and what she did. Yes, that always takes me back. Same thing with Eric. But I was younger. I was about twelve years old, and it was the first time I got put on a plane by myself in Chicago to my to L.A. My aunt, who worked for United Airlines, okay. was you know, my my cousin came and, and spun, spent summers with us. Okay. So this was one summer I got to go to L.A. for like a week. And, of course, she arranged the tickets, and she was meeting me on the other end. So they had already worked things out. Well, went out there, no problem. But on my way back in L.A., she was saying goodbye to me. And, you know, and I told you what my aunt looks like. If you just, you know, never heard this before, my yeah. aunt looked like Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. She was fine. <laughs> she was working at United Airlines at the time being. This was back in the day. And she just, she had, she had, you know, that look about her that made dudes go, ooh. Right? Yeah, so yeah. she's taking her little nephew to the plane, right? And she's telling me this, Gregory, you can do this. Gregory, you better do that. Now, I mean, listen to this there. And that's when they called him stewardesses out loud. Listen to the stewardess. Right? Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. she tells you what. And as she was giving me the instructions, I felt this big arm come around me. And a man said, don't worry, I'll make sure he's okay. And I turned, and it was Paul Warfield. Oh, really? He was getting on this flight, flying to Chicago. How cool is that? But, I mean, I just sat there. It was like that old Michael, you know, that old Pepsi commercial where, actually, it was Carlton from Fresh Prince. He was a little kid, turned, and Michael Jackson was standing there. Yeah. I turned and I just was like agog. I couldn't say nothing. But again, like what you're talking about, what Eric's talking about, you know, and if y'all don't know who Paul Warfield is, Hall of oh, Fame yeah. wide receiver, oh, you yeah, need to go man. check him out. Yeah, but I recognize who he was, but he was hitting on my aunt. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he was doing. Because nice. she's single, right? He was nice. like, I'll be back here next Tuesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paul Warfield. We are going to uh, switch gears and we're going to let you know. Uh, Maybe a little bit of the history of the Corky Kell Classic. We've got the uh, director coming up next. Dave Hunter is going to join Sam and Greg. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Saturday morning. Uh, rain falling outside, so watch outside your window. You're getting out on the road, go places. But you know what, folks, we're counting down. We're just weeks away from the start of the high school football season. And where we live, Greg, you know, that, that means one thing, the Corky Kelt Classic. Yeah, well, not a, well. actually, where I live, what are the, <laughs> the team's going to be playing in, in the first one. Here, let me pull this up here real quick. Here, the, the first one. Actually, what we talked to our guest about is at luncheon. I want, I want to get into that. But McEachin will be playing the first game when they hit Mercedes-Benz. But it is not the first game, obviously, of Corky Kell Classic. No. As always, it starts things off. With Kel, who they play every year, eh, remains to be seen. But as we talk about this, we have a lot of new teams to talk about, but we have not had a chance to talk to a guy who we've had on their show, and I'm impressed, who has a stadium named after him. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. that's This is the first one. But you know what? The grass day ain't real this year. Uh, we talked to Coach Dave. <laughs> Why do you want to bring it up? <laughs> Good morning, Coach Dave Hunter. Welcome back to the show. And, and you, you know, you're right. The, the grass is not real at, at your stadium anymore. That's correct. Well, why not? Well, they all have artificial surfaces now. Just about everybody. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good answer for me. <laughs> yep, yep. But there, you know what? There's one of the last ones to get it. And it looks simply beautiful out there at Brookwood. Uh, Coach Hunter, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Uh, this morning. And, You're welcome. And, and as always, this is a special time. But Greg was wondering, and I was giving him a little bit of the origin of the Corky Kale Classic. You know, Greg, you had a question. Yeah, if you, well, if you could, how, you know, for, for, we have a, first of all, we have a connection to this classic. We named the first game. And we called it, and, and I don't know, we haven't had a chance to ask you what you think of it, but we just figured you have a nice Georgia tie to the game. So every year, Corky Kill Classic, the first game on Saturday on Saturday is the biscuits and gravy game. What you think of that? Well, uh, that's pretty good. We backed it up an hour this year, so you might have to have, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a little bit more. No, nope. it, 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 norm- yeah, it normally starts at 9. Yep. But this year you moved it back to ten, but they serve breakfast till ten thirty. At most okay. places, <laughs> coach. You, he was wondering about the origin and tell us a little bit about, about the uh, how, how, how this all got started. Uh, well, back in nineteen ninety two, I was at a lunch meeting at the World Congress Center with Corky Kell and the principal at McKeachin, Ralph Williams, and at the time Dennis Burkholz was the was the uh, Salesman was his title at, at uh, the Georgia Dome. And we discussed a game, and, you know, I think one of the original concerns was the cost of the game. And so, uh, I don't know, a couple of three or four days later, Corky called me and said, would you all be interested in playing us if we can get another game uh, to get it up better? And I said, Lord. So... We discussed it, and we got a game set up. Uh, Dennis helped us. I think Arby's was our first sponsor. And uh, Dennis set the game up. So the first game was a doubleheader. We played – Brookwood played McEachern. And uh, I think uh, Noonan played Southwest Cab. Southwest Cab coach was Buck Godfrey back then, and they were a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So it was a great event, and it started, and – one thing led to another, and now we've got 11 games. 
And it sounds like, you know, now maybe that was a little bit more cumbersome than you described, but was it easy getting this off the ground, or how long did it take from the first discussion to that first game to get it off uh, up and running? Uh, probably a month or six weeks, really, to, to get us a commitment. But at the time, the Georgia Dome was doing all the all the legwork, for lack of a better word. Dennis was really helping us with all that stuff. We had no idea what to do. And then Corky, unfortunately, passed away early in, I think, 95. And then Ralph Williams, who was one of the instigators, a great guy, Principal McKeeson, had the idea that we would name the game after him. And so he made that announcement at his funeral. We were all there. And, and uh, we've been blessed to be able to honor him and his family for coming on 31 years. Wow, wow, wow. We'll talk about this year's lineup, and it, it, it starts on a Wednesday night. And uh, Wednesday night at Johns Creek. Mm-hmm. That was the addition of our game. So the first game at Johns Creek will be Kell versus Cherokee Bluff, an up-and-coming program from Hall County. Tommy Jones is their coach, and they've won two and, ten games for two straight years. Of course, I don't need to say anything about Kell. They've got a new coach, Robert May, from, from – uh, Westlake, an outstanding football coach. So that would be a great game. And then the second game that night will be Johns Creek, the host, versus Parkview, and, uh, which will be that'll be a really exciting game. So we're excited about that lineup. Then on Thursday we go to West Forsyth, and the first game there is in North Atlanta, a, a city team, and Jasper Jewell is one of our – he helps us with a lot of uh, the logistics of the game, and we greatly appreciate him. And they will play North Forsyth in the first game. And in the second game will be Archer out of Gwinnett County playing West Forsyth, Dave Savula's team. And uh, that will be an exciting event. Then Friday we've got a little different deal because we're going to play a 2.30 game in Rome with uh, Fellowship playing Mount Pisgah, two private schools. We've always got a little pushback from the private schools that they're not included, but they are now in this instance, and then the second game will be Kennesaw Mountain versus Cass, and then the the, uh, nightcap should be a Donnybrook. Creekside, very talented team, Maurice Dixon's team, Mm -hmm. playing Rome, who Rusty Mansell told me their front seven on defense may be as good as they've ever been. That's saying something. Yeah, it is. Then we move to Mercedes-Benz on Saturday, with the first game being McEacher versus North Gwinnett, at 10 o'clock, at 1 o'clock, Brookwood, my old school, will play Norcross. Uh, at 7 o'clock will be Walton against Mill Creek, uh, two outstanding programs. And then the nightcap, two new schools, will be Marietta, uh, who've been very, very good for years, against Grayson, who's uh, predicted to be a, one of the outstanding teams in Gwinnett County. So we're extremely excited. I think it'll be a great venue. Uh, it's a, I used to tell my friend Don Brazel, here's a place for you to OD on high school football for four days. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame, Joined by Dave Hunter, former coach at Brookwood, who's got a stadium named after him, but currently director of the Corky Kell Classic. When do you start the meetings about who are the teams you're going to have each year in the Classic? Other than In Cal- October. <laughs> we start talking about it after we play in September. We try to try to wind down and get our our uh, details worked out with the 
finances part of it, the teams and all that, you know, in September. And then by October, we're, we're thinking about the next year. Now, we this year, we signed two-year contracts. That's what everybody at Georgia High School does. But we will change the opponents as we can. So uh, we'll, we'll work on that. And then, like for this year, we, we had to start working on getting new opponents and getting the contract signed. And uh, we started that in October last year. Um, but uh, it's a it's a labor of love, and it's a year year round deal right now. And and what was the conversation like the year before when last year you decided to include a team from Hoover? Was it Hoover, Alabama? Yeah. You went you went outside That's the state right. for the first time. Yeah, we did. Uh, Isaiah Rosenberg, one of our media and marketing partner, he had that idea and had a relationship with our athletic director at the time. So we. Uh, we inquired about them, and, and uh, they, their contracts over there run in a different cycle than we do. They're in two-year contracts, but it's odd years from us. So they had an opening, so we uh, we took, the, took that chance at that opening. That, that was the second year of a COVID deal. Mm-hmm. So it was really difficult to get all that worked out, but we did. Well, folks, we're spending time on the waitport.com hotline with, with Dave Hunter, executive director of the Corky Kale Kickoff Classic. If they are social, you want to follow them on Twitter, at Corky Kale, at Corky Kale. I want to ask you something, Coach. Have you, have you, have, this is such a big event in our state. Have you had athletic directors or coaches from other states um, talk to you about how they could do something like this in their states? We have. We have probably had, I've probably had five or six different states call uh, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Texas, some other places. Uh, you know, you, you got to have a commitment from a whole lot of people and uh, got to have a commitment from the teams. And to make the television work, you got to be able to sell the sponsorships, uh, televising, you know, 11 games. Of course, IJ's, he does all that logistical part, but um, man, it's it's a tough nut to crack. So, uh, and then you got to make the make the situation work with the tickets and you got to be able to try to help the schools financially as well with uh, the t- ticket part of it. So there's two sides of it. There's a ticket part of it, but there's three sides really. It's, it's the logistics and the ticket part of it and then the television side of it. And, you know, we've been on television for over 10 years and, you know, that's, that's the care right now, you know, to make sure that we put on it, that it's on television and put on a good show. Of course, these kids, you know, they we, we kind of do it for the labor of love of the kids. You know, they they're playing in Mercedes Benz where the Super Bowl was. Yeah, uh, I can tell their grandchildren that. And, you know, they're they're playing on television, and you know, they can, maybe by that time they'll probably have some way to view it through a lens in their eye in their eyes or something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's but true. it's a it you know it's a it's a great event, a great venue, and it's named after a great person, Corky Kill. His wife, Carol, is still very active. And, and, and she's uh, just a sweetheart. got two kids, Tane, this, uh, their son, and their and their uh, daughter, Kim Stinson. So we, we're excited that we'll have a luncheon, and the Kill family will be there. We'll be able to introduce them and honor them. And I think, Sam, you said you and your crew are going to be there as well. So we look forward to seeing everybody there at the luncheon on the 8th of August. And... Uh, It'll kick off the start of another great, great week or two, I guess, of the Corky Kill Classic. Absolutely, of course. The game's on Saturday, 
Uh, you mentioned that Mercedes-Benz Stadium can all be he- heard here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are pleased and thrilled uh, to once again be the radio home for the Corky Hill Kickoff Classic. Coach, before I let you go, we're up against the clock. How can people get tickets? Can people get tickets now? Let them know where they're available. They can. They can get tickets at the local schools, and uh, we would encourage them to do that. And uh, each of the schools, uh, they can buy they can buy the tickets online um, through the Ticketmaster link. Uh, Ticketmaster doesn't have very much. I don't think there's any charge for these Corky Kill tickets from Ticketmaster. I leave that to people that got a little bit more knowledge of that stuff than I do. But uh, you can get it from just go to your school's link, and and you can find it or call your school's athletic director, and they can cert- certainly. Uh, Guide you through the process. All right, all right. We'll have them on. We'll have them on the Corky Kill Classic website as well later on, and then, uh, of course, you know they can obviously purchase a ticket at the at the event. All right, all right, Coach Coach Dave Hunter, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Thank you, Coach. Uh, letting us know that the Thank season's you. at hand. We're looking forward to it. Thank we're you so excited. much. We're, we're excited about starting high school football again. Yes, we are. There you go. It's that time. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I guess a little history from Corky Kell, too. I didn't know that. Didn't mm-hmm. know his wife was still, you know, all of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I, had, I had a couple more you questions You need to come for meet Miss Kell, man. She's sweet. Maybe. She's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I want to remind you guys as we head on out of here that uh, Kenny Maine, he has joined the Odyssey family with a new podcast, Hey Maine. Had Bill Walton on last episode. Oh, my goodness. Download Hey Maine on the free Odyssey app. I got to go listen to that. Or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> it is Eric's World. It's up next. Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this uh, Saturday morning. Thank you for making us a part of your weekend. We got a little history going on here, don't we? Taking a stroll down memory More lane. More than a little. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm, Eric, I'm sharing you need with to see this. Eric could appreciate this. Yeah. And I'll show it to him later on. You, you definitely appreciate it. But the stuff that I have unearthed. Now, I've been, I've been here. Sam is looking at pictures from the actual dates that they were taken back in the 40s. Of Hampton Institute, not Hampton University, yeah. Hampton Institute. Yeah, that I unearthed. When, and listen, all of us, you know, many people out there know what I'm talking about. When you go into your parents' house after, for whatever reason, you got to go in there and clean things out after they're gone, and you find stuff that you just wouldn't believe that they were a part of. And I knew some of this stuff, but I didn't know some of this stuff. And I need to put this in the hands of some folks at Hampton. We'll get back into that in a minute. But now it's time for Eric's world, man. So we have to take a, a back seat to whatever is going on in his mind. But Mr. I, I like Slaughter? to hear the stories about Hampton Institute. So you could have finished a little more of that. Well, no, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll say some of it for, you know, Cassie called. But yeah. I, like I said, I just unearthed all this stuff that he had. I got a picture. This is one of the gate at Armstrong Stadium. That's the Armstrong Fields where they play football. Really? I've been there again. But this is like the gate. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It's okay. just nice. 
And, where and, and, and you can, I'm looking at it. I mean, you can tell those are old photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all you know, black and white. This, this, yeah. is, this is vintage stuff, wow. man. Dude, really I'm is. holding up a baseball card, and the name on it is Jimmy Fox. Yeah, well, you need to wow. hold up this. He's a Hall of Famer. Th- no, but that, see, I say I gave you, He's, I've been waiting to show you that. Yeah, you need to hang on to these. Oh, I'm going to hold on to it. You're going to put me in touch with the folks I need to put in touch with because, listen, it does no that. good in my basement. No, no. It does no good. I realize that's a There's part of some. their history, and and he saved it for a reason, and I think I need to pass it on. Okay. But I got pictures from events, from step shows back in – I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff. My, my mother went there too, and she, she, she enjoyed Hampton a little bit more than him because <laughs> he was there. He was there, you know, ROTC. He was between – he was you know, World War II, and then he went to Korea. Gotcha. You know, and he was one of the few dudes, and I found this out later on too, and it was because I had an uncle who died and left him his car. Now, you know how rare it was to have somebody with a car in college back then? Oh, it's man, rare really. now. <laughs> <laughs> As you talk to someone who's actually later today, I will be taking my godson and dropping them off at college. That's what's on my afternoon agenda. As a matter of fact, I mean, like, as soon as we are done with this show, we're peeling out wheels. They're meeting me downstairs with the car packed, mm-hmm. which when I talked to them this morning, they were still putting stuff together. I'm like, how y'all still ain't got this car ready to go? But that's what I'll be doing later today. Now, earlier this week, you know, I got I to gotta give my thanks to the mayor again, the mayor, the mayor, the unofficial mayor. Oh, Mr. Sam Crenshaw. Oh, I was say, no, we, no, need no, to no, real, we need to talk no, to the real mayor. We need to talk to the real mayor. No, the unofficial mayor. That's the, I mean, I, I might even have to call him more than the mayor because he know everybody. No, I need Mayor yeah. Dinkins to get us a call, too. Okay. We need to reach out to him. I missed him at the, at, at the million event. Me, the million meals. million meal thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but he and I need to have a conversation about how I'm helping him out, mm-hmm. and as I have the last two administrations. And mm-hmm. so, But you're you not know. just helping the mayor. You're helping the governor. You're helping a few people, right? You know, the governor. Because you talk about it's it's all over Georgia. It is. It's throughout the state. So that's the governor. Well, he, he, the governor. I don't know how accessible he is. He's running for things right now. He's around. Yeah, he's right. He's got. Well, 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 depends on who gets in there. I I I have real accessibility to one of them. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, real accessibility to one of them. Um, But uh, you know, I I called Mr. Gonzalez, Eddie. Call him, hey Eddie. I'm coming over. He said, I got you, Eric. And uh, I went over. And to what the night Atlantic. did you go out there? I went Wednesday. I went to see your boy. I knew. I looked at the schedule. I wanted to see what well, they call it. Wine down Wednesdays, which is a pretty cool name. I figured I would check that out. And brother Curios, and I gave him a new nickname. They, you know, I, I took the LL from the rapper dude, and I'm calling him LL Nick because the ladies love him. <laughs> the ladies love him. <laughs> I tell you what, they gave him a standing ovation when he came on the court. When he walked off the court, he is and what? on the court. He's the bad boy. And that's that's why he is who he is. You think is that's right what now. it is? He is absolutely. He's well. First of all, he's a great player. He's a great player. So you got to have that. You can't just have a nickname and not be great at what you do. Okay. So he's got the he's got that part taken care of. Right. And now he does not care whose feathers he ruffles, and we have seen that repeatedly. So he's the bad boy. You can dislike some of the guys. You can dislike, you know, Djokovic, but he doesn't seek that out. He thinks everybody should love him. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't care. Right. That's why he is beloved the way he is, and and and, and um, got a swag about him. Yeah. Oh yeah, got man. a yeah. definite swag about him, and the game to back it up. I tell you, of course they're playing doubles, 
And uh, it's funny to see a guy six foot four, six five, whatever he is, because he gets down in that crouch when he's when when uh, his buddy, uh, how you say his name, Conkakulus, yeah, 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 whatever yeah, you say, don't tight, um, is uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> doing the serve. So I mean, he's got to get down in the crouch. By the way, either. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I ain't gonna try to pronounce but it. You, but. Now, of course, you haven't said this. So for folks who are listening, yep. you're talking about your time out at the Atlanta Open. Atlanta Open, yes. okay, a couple blocks down the street at the beautiful Atlantic Station. But when he is serving. And he gets that first serve coming. And there was one point where he had 12 straight aces. I mean, the poor guys on the other side of the court. I was like, do they even have rackets? You know, can they even put the ball, the racket <laughs> on the ball? And um, they even, but it, it went to, uh, um, uh, what's it called? What's it called in? Tie break. Tie break. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sam. Yeah. yeah. But they pulled it out and he talked to the crowd and gave the crowd a love. Said he, you know, he had to pull out all the singles, but he was not going to disappoint them by not playing in doubles, and they showed him the love and had a good time. My first ever professional tennis. You know, we, we have with the NASCAR. I was just going to say, he's, he's like somebody who just moved here from this co- to this country, and he's experiencing all that America slash Georgia has to offer. Yeah. And well, you, have been, you have been his mentor with this stuff. No, I just said come check yeah, it out. No, you have. He's calling it. you the mayor. Yeah. Well, like I said, because he, he know everybody and got all the connections. The mayor, got the mayor, saying, well, I ain't got all the connections. Got some, I got, I got, got my set of connections. They, just, they don't coincide. <laughs> well, when you start sharing some, I'll call you. Well, when you start diplomat, right, quit calling me old. When we diplomat, be right we sent a diplomat, so just congressman. I was reminded of how old we are. Ambassador. But no, I had a great time with that, and then two past two days, and we didn't have a chance to talk about that in the local. I went over to Morehouse for the. National Basketball Players Top 50 event. Talk about that. Because it took two years off. So this is the event for 50 HBCU basketball players, some from the SWAC and some from the SIAC. And they get toolage from former NBA players. My good friend, speaking of Dominique, his brother Gerald was there giving toolage. Um, A few other ex-NBA coaches, ex-NBA players. It's called the HBCU Top 50 Sponsored by the National Basketball Players Association. Was I saying that right? The NBA yeah. Players Association? Players Association. And, uh, it's on the campuses of both Morehouse and Clark. Of course, I was just at the Morehouse event. But, uh, oh, man, great time. Great to see those young men getting toolage from players of NBA former history. And then, you know, you think about the players of the HBCUs that come back. Um, ben Wallace was hopefully going to show up. He may have been there. There was rumors that he may get there. I wasn't there the whole time, but, you know, he's one of the biggest names of HBCUs players yep. that ever came out now that he's a Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys will never live the dream of playing the NBA, but the fact that they like said, the fact that they, you know, have a chance to play on that, just be around that kind of experience is really good. And then uh, later this week, I'm going to go out to the uh, Truist Park. They're having the um, elite high school all-star game at Truist Park for, I think it's like 100 or more high school. Is what the Hank Aaron Invitational? Yeah, Hank Aaron Invitational, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go check that out. So, you know, a lot of the guys I know that will be umpiring that event are guys okay. that I work with. So, uh. you know, because high school, like, once again, you get high school players get to come out to Truist Park and play at Truist Park, you know, playing on the major league field is something, something that – a lot of them will never get the experience. Something right. else that honors Mr. Aaron this yeah. week uh, will be that, and I think they're also unveiling either a mural or a bus somewhere in t- in, in the city. Really? Uh, this week, I think okay. I think near, near uh, Adams Park, over mm-hmm. there, over near Tub Homes Golf Course. I think they're doing something 
over there this week to honor to honor Hank Aaron. So uh, kind of fitting is this is alumni weekend for right, the Braves. Right, the Braves, he's not he there. Is one of the you know yeah. one of the big events you be to him. What's yeah. up, Greg? No, no, I was just going to say reset here. Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. It's Eric's world. All right, all that is all well and fine, but explain this text I got this week. <laughs> all right, so and both of us got yeah. So not nah, text is a tweet. So well, I, I guess I texted first, then I tweeted. Yes, you did. Um, so we get to the Atlantic Station tennis setup. Do they have an official name for that, Sam? Well, just just the Atlanta Open. Atlanta Open, but the 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 village. Did they give it a name or anything? No, just, just Atlanta. You know, so you get in and it's um, in between matches. So you walk around, see if you can get refreshments. You know, come yeah, around. A lot of refreshments. A lot yeah, of refreshments. A lot of, refreshments. <laughs> a lot of good refreshments. Expensive, <laughs> expensive refreshments. You serve but, alcohol out there. Oh yeah, that's what y'all talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, just, well you, you say food. Alcohol. You got no. They had food. You got food. You know, lemonade, fresh lemonade. But yeah, okay. got got adult beverages. And then you walk around the corner, and I saw this big sign. And I said, oh, my boy would be happy. <laughs> and it's called um, Atlanta Snow Cones. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you, they had a nice <laughs> setup. They have a crowd? They had a good line. That's right. Because it was funny. As, as How much I, was it? Was Did they charge anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, we'll yeah, see. It had yeah. been longer if it was free, and it was outside before you even walked in. That's well, my but, thing, but that's great that they but, have but one. But free, how are they going to keep themselves it's in ice, business? man. It's, 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 again, go to certain businesses. They will give you a little sample when you walk in yeah. just to let you know, A, but, but, we, want you, we want you to continue being a customer, and we can afford this. It's like this place, Bucky's, that, that Sam tried to get me to go to forever. All right? Now, when I pull off the road to get gas, mm-hmm. I'm getting gas. And right now, if, I'd be lucky to get it under $50. But right. <laughs> but now throw on another if you put thirty dollars right now. Gas is probably about three thirty or three thirty-five. I'm saying there, there was a, probably what your a gallon is probably what you find at Bucky's right now. You can't find that anywhere in town. There was there, there was there was a meme, a meme that came out last last week or something week before that where it had a picture of Bucky's and stop at Bucky's. No gas, but you forty five dollars later. You believe it? That's <laughs> yeah. my point. You're yeah. spending a whole lot of money. Yeah. But even Bucky's, if you put a snow cone machine, listen, we see little kids with with, with lemonade stands on the corners. They're making money though. Okay, yeah. uh, but I'm saying They're it doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't cost a lot to sell but, some ice, chipped up ice, okay, but and some flavoring. Gourmet style. I'm not talking snow about gourmet, oh, that, and that's great. And if it's gourmet, then yeah, get all you can. All they I'm saying is fresh food, it's fresh one food. of those. But thank you for thinking of me. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm if not, I got that freezer with me, I'd have got you one and kept it cold. I appreciate it. You, get, we, you know what we got to get, Sam? I got to get back on this good side, Sam. Because you got <laughs> No, well, it's all right. You keep calling me. Well, I'll take it. I'm a man. I'm all right. That's okay. Yep, yep, yep. But we know we got to get Sam. What? Because he's oh. never had an Italian ice, and you seem to be the only oh, yeah. person that knows Luigi's. what I'm talking about when I say that. Yes. An Italian ice. This is one of those north of the board, north of... Mason Dixon line kind of things. Okay. There's some southern thing. This is one of those, and it is. I'm not being any kind of certain way when I, you know, say Italian ice. It, you know, that's what these, his name. these restaurants up there yeah. are Italian restaurants, but these little beef joints and whatever are are all manner of people run them. But the name of this and it's like a really fine, fine like snow cone chopped up Ita- uh, ice. And it's lemonade. Can't, can't stop at one. <sighs> you can't. You can't. So it's we got to get like Sam one of them. <laughs> we we got to put it on the list. But I appreciate you, man, thinking oh, of me. Snow man. cones, I think this is, this. if you're just tuning in, one of the things that I had this epiphany with a few weeks ago was, was reminding me of my youth and how much I enjoyed snow cones and that 
if there was a place that had a snow cone machine or somebody giving you a little snow cone. It doesn't have to be a big one. Like, I get pup cups for Jesse. Restaurants are happy to give you a little something with some ice cream in there for your dog when you do the drive-thru. Same kind of thing. Ain't got to be a big cup. But you have a snow cone machine outside of your business, especially on hot days where folks are walking in, I guarantee you, you got a repeat customer. Mm. Absolutely. Mm, okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Coming up, <laughs> we have got something special. I've been looking forward to this. We're going to play a little game. I want you to participate in it if you want. You can go to at 92.9 The Game. But this is sports-related. Something that the Sporty News put out this past week that I want to test my coworkers on here. Plus, Mr. Crenshaw, along the same lines, came with something else that we can have fun with. One of these, these lists that are, you know, Subjective, but still kind of fun to do. So there was one that came out last week, and we should include Atlanta on there. So we're going to talk about that next. Also coming up, Keith Marshall in the 8 o'clock hour and a casting call. And I want to remind you, after we get out of here at 10 o'clock, Mark Zeno is going to be broadcasting from Falcons training camp from 10 until 1. And hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to Mark before we get on out of here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. I think a snow cone machine for you, Paul. You like snow cones, don't you? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.